Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. Been to Mount Sinai and I know it. And hearing that scripture and seeing the way God descended on that same place in the Sinai Peninsula. The way he did it. Well, even Moses who climbed the mountain said, I'm, I'm afraid of the God that I'm serving. He wasn't a friend of Moses then. But the Bible says you're not there any longer because of the blood of Jesus. You don't have to climb Sinai. You don't have to put on shoes that don't fit to go there. It's not going to make you closer to God. What makes you close to God is not that mountain. What makes you close to God is the blood, hallelujah, that was shed on Calvary. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. For today's message, Bishop Clark uses the 12th chapter of Hebrews verses 22 through 24 as the backdrop scripture for part two of the message, The Spirit of the Blood Speaks. Just as if I'd, just as if I'd, justified, just as if I'd, not even sin. When he put his blood on you, all of what you did is washed away. Not some of it. All of it. You want to know why we become fanatics in our praise? Because I don't have to pay no debt. And it's just as if I'd. Like I was never lost. I'm not an orphan. I'm not alone. He loved me that much. My God. He cared about me that much. I'm trying to pour in that man that said, whatever you got, I want some. But I didn't understand justification yet. When I learned it, I will. That God is not angry with me because of what Jesus did. You remove Jesus, and I'm going to show you what God looks like when Jesus is not on the mountain. You don't want to be where Jesus is not, even as it relates to God. Thank you, Lord. Number three, I am forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. This is Ephesians 1 and 7. I have redemption through his blood. I'm forgiven. He's alive. He's alive. I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. We just had a young man, actually he's an older guy now, that died in, uh, by lethal injection in uh, Alabama this week or last week. Did you all hear about that? Now, he wasn't even the one who pulled the trigger. He was just an accomplice. But they gave him the death penalty. The man who pulled the trigger is still alive. And there's some injustices in this world. I don't know how a man can die for a sin or a crime when he didn't actually pull the trigger. 
And you feel safe where? You hanging out with who? Once you, you can go so deep in a situation with all those buddies you running with, they're gone. They get lost. I don't know the man. I don't know him. Especially when your life is on the line. You want someone who's willing to give their life for you. I only know one. I only know one. I only know one. I remember when I was a young boy, I used to be the voice of the unheard. So if someone was doing injustice to someone around me, I would be the one to say, you shouldn't do that. I guess I got it from my daddy. Uh, we were in a tent revival when we were little boys, and the um, uh, preacher was preaching, and I went to sleep, you know. And uh, when I woke up, <laughs> when I woke up, my mama was on the floor and, and screaming at me, telling me to get out. I said, get out? Get, I'm supposed to get up. That's what James <laughs> Brown said, get on up. I, what do you mean, get down? <laughs> she was on the floor, like on her belly, and said, get out, get you know, she, I was like, what's, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? <laughs> well, someone came in the, in the gospel tent, was upset with his wife, trying to pull her out. And so a guy, you know, they got into a scuffle. He pulled out a gun and shot. Honestly, this actually happened. The guy that he shot at, he missed. The guy took the gun from him and started beating him with it, all in the church service. <laughs> and so my, my mom... <laughs> I slept through the whole thing just like some people sleep through the whole service I slept through the whole thing that's why you got to be like Jesus when you're in a storm go to sleep go to sleep don't worry about what happened <laughs> I'm covered under the blood and my mama her face was all disfigured <laughs> I said get out get I said, what did I do? What did I do now? <laughs> anyway, I got down on the floor and it was dark and the preacher was still standing up. I looked up at him. He didn't even flinch. He was in the dark with his hands raised like that. And it was pandemonium in this place, man. It was going crazy. My mom wanted her boys and children close to her. Anyway, the man was beating the guy and my dad walked up to the man and said, you, sh you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't beat him like this. And the guy gave him the pistol. Like, just, okay, gave him the pistol. And he walked up there and gave it to the preacher. Okay? I guess I picked that kind of thing up because if, if somebody's being mistreated and I'm around, something in me rises up. Today you got to be careful because you try to take up for some ladies when the man is talking to her like that. She may, and you, you push him, she may jump on your back and scratch your eyes out. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're living in some changed times, man. Oh, my God. But I had this tendency to do that, you know, to, to take up for people that are, that are mistreated. And, um, and sometimes it can get you in trouble, you know. But that's just who I'm made to be. And that's why I can't go into certain segments of the society because I would be the one saying you shouldn't do that. You know, and then the young boys may want to slap me and beat me down and all of that. Then we got another problem, you know, because I ain't taking no whipping. So that's not, that's how that works. Everything stops. I switch just like that, just like that. 
have that ability to shift. Some people always the same. I have that ability to shift. <laughs> so God knows that. That's why he saves us, right? But one of my uh, classmates was being abused by an older guy. He was just like slapping him up against the, and we were little boys. And I said, you don't have to do that. And uh, we got off the bus from school and the guy was older. And so he came up on me and he, he slapped me, you know. But he was bigger and older, you know, and I took it and everything. But nobody helped me. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? I could have kept my mouth closed and said, you know, just go ahead and slap him upside the head and just and walk down the street. But I said something. You shouldn't do that. He said, what? And he slapped me upside my head. I was like, wow. <laughs> but inside of me, I shifted, right? That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Shift. Years later, <laughs> years later. I'm a man, I came home, and I came home with pyro. In other words, I, 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 when I walked down the street, I, I shot pyro, like it lit up the whole street. I found you, that's what I was saying when I was walking home. I found you! It doesn't even make sense, right? I lit up the whole street from a military, but pow, poof. I found you. I, I was walking down the street. I saw this man. And I almost shot it into him like Pyro. It came to me. Take him out. It's like, man, I need to be saved. Jesus, save me. Save me for me. Save me. When I saw him and he came on me, shoot it at him. That's what came to my mind. He had no clue about who I had become, right? I would be sitting in jail today, maybe death row. It came to me like, like somebody put a coat on me. Take him out. Like, what kind of mind is that? I wasn't raised that way. That's why we need to get back to Jesus. And I realized somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. And I'll probably be the one paying for it. I thank him for saving me. I'm forgiven. <laughs> Say, I'm forgiven. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to go back to Hebrews 12 because I did a lot of talking here, but I want to show you a contrast between Jesus, a mountain with Jesus, and a mountain without him. Hmm. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 18, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word would be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even the animals touched the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrible that Moses said, 
I am trembling with fear. The man who God chose was so afraid of the way God descended on Mount Sinai without Jesus. That even the man, his servant said, this is, this is unusual. I want you to think about the one who saw him. This is, this is Moses who saw a burning bush. And he investigates. And when he gets there, God says, take your shoes off of your feet. The ground you stand on is holy ground. I'm sent, I've heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters. And I've come down to deliver them. It's an Afrocentric gospel. Eurocentric says, this is John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's a loving family who hears that message. But people who are slaves need to look at Exodus 3. I've heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters and I've come down to deliver them and I'm sending you as a mouthpiece. But I don't know what to say. I'm sending your brother Aaron to be your voice piece. He will be the one speaking. You will be as it were God to them. Thank you God. Well I don't know what to do. Well what do you have in your hand? I have a rod, cast it down. It turned into a serpent. Now grab it by its tail, it turns into a rod. Stick your hand in your, in your clothes, pull it out, it's leprous. Put it back in, it's made whole. The God that works these miracles are going to work through you. Now think about the introduction to God. I'm the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not of Israel, of Jacob. He uses Jacob's name because he's telling Moses... Jacob was imperfect and I still used it and I'm going to use you though you're imperfect thank you Jesus for those of you that think you have to be perfect to be a believer no you need the blood of Jesus you don't have to be perfect he'll make you perfect thank you God years later Moses goes in and delivers the three million out now he brings them months later. He brings them to Sinai. But the way God shows up now. And you see it here in Hebrews 12. The mountain is shaking. Glory to God. Not a bush shaking. The whole mountain is quaking. The scripture says there's darkness. There's gloom in their storm. And a trumpet blast so loud. That it's causing their ears to bleed. The commandments are so strong that even if an animal touched the mountain, they had to stone it. There's no love there. Just power. Even Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. And I want you to know that God brings us from that so he can take us to this. And the only thing that separates us from that mountain is the blood of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? From Sinai, from Sinai, look at verse 22 to Zion. Verse 22 says, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyous assembly. Now, Sinai is a huge mountain. I had the opportunity in 1999 to climb it. And it took three hours to get to the top. And uh, at least two of those hours were on the back of a camel. So I don't know what it would be like. 
if I had to walk the whole way. All I know is when the sun rose and I looked down, all of those little mountains looked like little holes, little hill holes, and it scared me. It looks like the cloud. I, could I was so high that I could touch cloud. And it was tough the last hour. It was so steep. My legs were burning because of climbing up. And when we were coming down, there was a Jamaican lady who was there from Jamaica who had white shoes on, church shoes. And she walked that whole mountain up. And she walked it all the way down because her shoes were bent. And it made me cry. Because I could tell she just wanted to be there. But she didn't have the proper shoes to climb that mountain. I know her feet was hurting, but she was just clapping her hands. Oh, God. She was just clapping her hands like she met God. And there's some people, their faith, man, pushes them to a whole nother level. We can't handle a little... A little storm. But when I saw the way that lady was walking, when the sun rose and she walked all the way down, it just touched me. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry, y'all, man. God, I've been to Zion. I'm sorry, I've been to Mount Sinai, and I know it. And hearing that scripture and seeing the way God descended on that same place in the Sinai Peninsula. The way he did it, where well, even Moses who climbed the mountain said, I'm, I'm afraid of the God that I'm serving. Thank you, Lord. He wasn't a friend of Moses then. Thank you, God. But the Bible says you're not there any longer because of the blood of Jesus. You don't have to climb Sinai. You don't have to put on shoes that don't fit to go there. It's not going to make you closer to God. What makes you close to God is not that mountain. What makes you close to God is the blood, hallelujah, that was shed on Calvary. But you and all of you and those that will hear this message have come to Zion. That's the place that David ascended to. David never climbed Sinai. But he took the Ark of the Covenant to Mount Zion and put a tent over it. And God loved Zion more than he loved Sinai. Because David looked at the Ark of the Covenant. Moses created it. But David said, what if that box of gold, which represents the presence of God, could live inside of us? That's the revelation he got. So I tell you what I'll do. I'll put a tent over it, which represents flesh, and tuck it on the inside, which represents God living inside of us. And I'll praise him right there. And God said, this is what I always wanted a man after my own heart. A man that looked beyond the, the external and all of the rituals and the ties and the, and, and the rings and the chain. And see that I really want to live in you. I really want to be inside of you. I don't like making you angry and afraid. But the only thing that can temper God 
It's the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. And when Jesus shed his blood, God transferred all of that wrath to his blood. And when you covered under the blood of Jesus, he's not angry with you anymore. That's why he can say in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion. That is God's authority, his kingdom authority and rule. Anytime you see mountains, you need to see kingdom and rule. And on Zion, there was kingdom, but it's a kingdom of law with no mercy. But now we're at Zion, glory to God, a kingdom of authority and God's rule. He has enough light to make sure you're warm and you can see what you're doing, but not like the sun that will burn you to a crisp. Just enough light to lighten your path and to keep you warm when it's cold, but not going to kill you when you look in his face. Thank you, God. He took us from that to bring us to this all through the blood of Jesus. Not only do we have a mountain called Zion, but we have a heavenly Jerusalem, a city of God, the place where God dwells. So God is in the midst of us and we will not be moved. David writes in Psalm 46, God is my refuge and my strength, my very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Not like Moses who quaked every time God showed up. But David realized I could be in his presence. If I praise him, he won't kill me. If I praise him, he'll show mercy. If I glorify him, even though Moses never saw that kind of God, I can eat the bread that only the priest could eat. If I praise him, when I enter into his gates, I need to enter in with thanksgiving. And when I go into his courts, I need to go in with praise and to be thankful unto him and bless his name. For he is God and he is the king of his people and the people are the princes of his pasture. And he will always love his people if they learn how to praise. David discovered it glory to God and God transferred his glory from the tabernacle to Mount Zion the tabernacle used to be smoky then the cloud the Shekinah came to Zion and it stayed there with David Glory to God. And God says you're not to go back. Church folk that want to go back to long dresses. And go back to no earrings. And rules and regulations. God wants you to start stepping into the 21st century now. And let God be God. You're on Mount Zion. You're free to worship God. Let him deal with the hearts of men. Let his fire burn inside of men. I don't need a camcorder trying to find you. I just need to find the blood of Jesus. And if I find the blood of Jesus, everything is yea and amen. Glory to God. So get off your perch. Stop pointing at whole segments of society saying they deserve to be dead. No, we need the mercy of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not only did you come to the king, the, uh, the kingdom called Zion and the heavenly Jerusalem, but you came to angelic assemblies of God. Angels upon angels, the scripture says. Thousands of angels upon angels. And each one of them are assigned to fight on your behalf and to minister on your behalf. For every demonic spirit, there are two angels. Two to one. You can't lose if you get with God. 
Glory to God. I said you can't lose if you get with God. Bishop Merton L. Clark and the entire Trim Nation invite you to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Coming into focus, Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Our 25th anniversary celebration kicks off on April 1st at 7 p.m. with our Wednesday night service with guest speaker, Pastor Clyde Oliver of Maranatha Christian Center. On Friday night, April 3rd, the celebration continues at 7.30 p.m. as the entire Trim Nation, from near and far, come together for powerful praise and worship, phenomenal fellowship, and an inspirational word by Pastor Tim Franklin, pastor of Freedom Christian Center. Then on Sunday morning, April 5th, for both the 8 and 11 a.m. services, the celebration explodes to the next level as we wrap up our 25th year celebration with a worship encounter unlike any other. Joining us as we conclude our celebration is our special guest speaker, Pastor Willie Battles of Unity Temple International Fellowship, Williston, Florida. All celebration services are free and will be held on the ministry campus of Truth Revealed International Ministries 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Hi, I'm Bishop Merton L. Clark, and I would like to extend a personal invitation to all of you to come in and celebrate with us during our 25th church anniversary celebration. It is our coming into focus celebration. You don't want to miss this. I'll see you there. Coming into focus, the 25th anniversary celebration of Truth Revealed International Ministries, Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th, 2020. We want to see everybody in the place. How many bodies? Everybody. For more information, visit truthrevealed.org. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. For a small donation of $5 for CDs and $12 for DVDs, you can obtain a physical copy of today's message for your personal library, or you can log on to our website and download the MP3 version. For your physical copy of today's message, when you write or email us, use reference number 2565. That's reference number 2565. To find out what's going on with Trim Nation, connect with us on social media by logging into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at our website at truthrevealed.org. And now, here are Bishop Clark's final thoughts. Come on, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You should be saying that too. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Hallelujah! Doesn't matter what you're dealing with. I'm done with this message. Let me just prophesy. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter how many people hate you. It doesn't matter who came against you. If you're under the blood, there's power 
in the name of Jesus. Let me decree and declare right now. You are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. As long as the blood is in your life, glory to God. There's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, turn it into a praise in the name of Jesus.